Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good morning, Birdland. I'm Mark Brown. I've been vlogging about the Orioles for more than a decade on CamdenChat.com and waiting for them to win the World Series for my whole life. Thanks for listening today. Let's talk some Orioles. It is now July the 21st, 2023. The Orioles are 59 and 37 after a 4-3 10-inning victory over the Tampa Bay Rays on Thursday night. And you know what that means. First place, baby! No, we're not talking percentage points now. The Orioles have a game lead on the Rays, period, the end. They've got three games in the loss column. They've gained seven and a half games on the Rays since the start of July. The Orioles now have the undisputed best record in the American League, and they are first place after the All-Star break for the first time since the 2016 season, which, you know what, we don't need to think about what happened after that point right now. There are too many amazing, awesome things to think about than to worry about 2016. But, you know, for Thursday night, what a game. It was thrilling and amazing, like when Gunnar Henderson caught the Rays napping and turned a double into a triple and then quickly scored the first Orioles run. It was nerve-wracking, like later in the game when Yenier Cano allowed the two runners he inherited from Kyle Gibson to score with a double in the seventh inning, and when Brian Baker put two men on in the eighth inning, saved from disaster only by a gold-glove level play from the Orioles' gold-glover Ramon Arias. It was kind of a reminder for everyone who, like me, has been numb to the losing since about uh, early September of 2017 that... When the games have stakes, like this four-game series against the Rays, where the teams came into it tied atop the division, everything is freaking agonizing. Every close play just feels like such a huge emotional swing. We're all going to have to get used to that because 
hopefully from here the rest of the way, it's going to be this kind of um, high stakes, every game matters play, at least until some point where the Orioles start clinching stuff, which we will not be able to think about for at least two more months. Until then, every game is just going to be nerve-wracking unless the Orioles are blowing people out, which they absolutely refuse to do. So we can't count on that. But anyway, the game was amazing again when Felix Bautista blew away the Rays to send the game into extra innings and then struck out Oriole destroyer Randy Orozarena in the 10th inning and then got a game-ending double play. And by the way, the game-ending or game-winning RBI ended up going to Colton Kowser for getting a sacrifice fly. I hate bunting in extra innings on the road, but it worked out. The Orioles pinch hit. Adam Frazier had him bunt. And then Kowser, he put the ball in play. He got the sacrifice fly with one out. That ended up being the winning run. And, you know, there's a weird segment of Orioles fans. Maybe you've seen them on Twitter. I've seen them rolling on the Camden Chat comments. They've already lost patience with Colton Kowser. And if any of that group is listening to this podcast, I just want to say this. Give him some time for crying out loud. What the heck is wrong with you? Okay. So first place, first place. It's amazing. Ben McDonald, after the game ended, reacted as if the Orioles had just won a playoff game. And he asked rhetorically, was it worth the wait, Orioles fans? And I just want to say that in 2021, as the Orioles were on their way to losing 110 games that season, my reaction was a lot like Han Solo shortly after meeting Princess Leia and while attempting to escape from the Death Star said, no reward is worth this. But Han did escape from the Death Star. He did get his reward. And then he came back and helped blow up the Death Star along with Luke Skywalker. So time will tell if the 2023 Orioles reach the let's blow this thing and go home part. Uh, Let's hope they do, because that would be pretty awesome. But, you know, since we last spoke, the Orioles made a trade, and it goes to show that you can look at all the trade candidate lists, or I can look at all the trade candidate lists, and it really doesn't matter who's on those lists. Mike Elias is going to go out there and do his own thing, and the result is that the deal was the Orioles got pitcher, uh, Japanese pitcher Shintaro Fujinami from the Oakland Athletics for lefty reliever Easton Lucas. And in the process, that continues the Jonathan Scope trade tree uh, of lineage with the Baltimore Orioles as Scope was traded for players including Jonathan VR. VR was traded to Miami for Lucas, and then now Lucas was traded for Fujinami. So it's official. The Jonathan Scope trade will, in fact, still be impacting the 2023 Orioles, hopefully in a positive way. And, you know, if you, like me, fired up the Shintaro Fujinami baseball reference page as soon as you heard about the trade, well, your knee-jerk reaction might have been to scream in horror because the top-line number, uh, an 8.57 ERA with the Oakland Athletics, is pretty horror-inducing. Now, the, the key for Fujinami is going to be that he was initially miscast, and they had him as a starting pitcher. For a handful of games, he was very bad as a starting pitcher. And since June 1, exclusively used as a reliever, he's got a 3.26 ERA, struck out 20 batters in 19 and a third innings. So to me, the key about that trade is that uh, 
there is maybe a plausible story of in-season improvement, which is just that a guy who's only pitched in Japan needed some time to make adjustments against Major League Baseball players and maybe specifically to make adjustments to pitching as a, you know, one or maybe two inning reliever out of the bullpen against Major League Baseball players, which he had not been doing in his career uh, in Nippon professional baseball. Fujinami was a 10-year veteran of Japanese baseball, and for the most part, he was throwing at least 100 innings uh, every year, although they did, uh, they did dial him back a little bit at times, but he threw 107 innings in 25 games, for instance, in 2022 before coming over to Major League Baseball. So for the most part, he's not used to the role he's been playing as in Major League Baseball, and uh, I think it maybe took him some time to get used to that. I guess we're going to find out. You know, looking at his progression so far this season, it kind of made me think of how when the Orioles signed Koji Uehara out of Japan, who was a few years older than Fujinami is now. His first year with the Orioles, Uehara was 34, and Fujinami is currently 29. But Koji he was really a disaster uh, when initially put into the Orioles' rotation. He eventually developed into a solid reliever, pitched in Major League Baseball until age 42. He really had a nice uh, nice twilight of his career, 13.5 baseball reference war uh, in nine big league seasons. Not, not bad at all for a guy who pitched in relief exclusively in eight of those years. And Fujinami, unlike Uehara, can throw the ball 100 miles an hour. So the thing that we're going to be watching with him is he did have command problems at times in Japan. Those have been a bit better since pitching in relief. And we're going to have to hope for the best because, you know, the Orioles, uh, they need to find another reliever that they can count on. We got a little further demonstration of that in Thursday's game, even as the team ended up winning that game. Yenier Cano did give up the two-run double. The pitch was just elevated right, uh, right, really belt high middle of the plate. And Ben McDonald thought he noted a uh, lowered arm slot from Cano relative to earlier in the season that Masson uh, editors did confirm with a side-by-side shot from earlier in the season. And as McDonald explained, a lower arm slot can mean you're starting to get a tired arm. So is that what's happening with Cano? Well, let's hope not, but, you know, the Orioles have leaned on him a lot. He is, I believe, in the uh, top 20 now of innings pitched for um, Major League relievers this year. He's now thrown 47 innings, and, you know, he didn't even get an All-Star break because he pitched uh, 20-whatever pitches in All-Star game because, one, he got screwed by the umpire, and two, he got screwed by Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and then kind of thoroughly screwed by... AL All-Star Manager Dusty Baker, probably not wanting to pull anyone mid-inning and letting him get through an All-Star experience, but he threw a lot of pitches there. So even there, he didn't even get to rest. So I guess the question maybe will be, at best, I guess we can hope that maybe Cano is just going to need more recovery time in the second half than they've been giving him so far. Uh, As a note, he did also pitch in the Wednesday win against the Dodgers. So going on Thursday was uh, back-to-back days pitching. Maybe they're going to need to do that a little bit less for him. They have avoided having him go in three straight days up till now, but maybe they even need to do fewer back-to-backs, which, you know, that's going to make adding Fujinami if he's good or maybe even getting another reliever even more crucial if Cano 
can't be relied on as much as he was in the first half. And, you know, there is virtually no risk in terms of the price in prospects paid for the um, by the Orioles for Fujinami. Virtually no risk in terms of money. The Orioles are assuming the remaining portion of a $3.25 million salary rest of season for Fujinami. So, you know, the, uh, the, the prospect giving up Easton Lucas, unlikely to haunt the Orioles. Really, the only downside is if Fujinami comes here and he can't throw strikes and he sucks. And then he's pitching in games the Orioles need to win and he's not a, a, a positive influence on their chances of winning those games. Uh, I do think if Fujinami ends up being the only move that is made by the Orioles before the trade deadline that's now 12 days away, I think that'll end up being disappointing. I think that the Orioles may end up regretting that when the full 162 games have been played. I think specifically if it's the only reliever move, that might even be disappointing because, you know, if if you can't rely on Cano as much and you can't rely on as uh, you don't want to rely on Ryan Baker and Mike Bauman, you know, you need another guy to shove in there who comes in before you start getting the Baker and the Bauman, uh, you know, in the seventh inning or whatever. And so, you know, can Fujinami be that guy or do they need to get another reliever? Maybe one of the ones who actually was on, okay, these are the best available reliever lists. Uh, I don't know, but for now, They've started and hopefully not finished the trade activity with really a low-cost potential move. Not a bad start at all. Again, 12 days to go to continue to improve the team from outside the organization before the August the 1st trade deadline. Nope, I'm wrong. That's 11 days. So, yeah, it's uh, it's one day closer. You know, the, uh, the Orioles, they've got till August the 1st. We'll see what happens. I... I'm crossing my fingers and really nervously, as you know, looking at the prospects who might be traded. We, we're just maybe going to have to accept somebody we care about is going to get traded. And hopefully that means the Orioles get a player who comes here and is good. I will be right back after a message from a Fans First Sports Network sponsor. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So the mailbag is empty for today. You can email CamdenCastPod at gmail.com if you have an Orioles question you would like me to answer in a future episode. And actually, this time, I have a topic for you if you are up to email me about this. I would like you to tell me about a random Orioles game. So like not 2131 or the Delman double game or, and you know, anything of that ilk that you just attended um, and you had a good time. And the reason why I'm asking is because I'm taking a vacation soon. And while I'm gone, I would like to continue to post podcast episodes for you to listen to, even if they're not current on the happenings of the Orioles. So for one of those, I'm going to try and post a mailbag episode with some of your stories if you email me some stories. So again, camdencastpod at gmail.com. If you would like to be a part of this eventual episode segment, please write in no later than July 25th. All right, so let's talk about a couple of prospects, as I've been doing since I got to the end of the top 30 list. We'll do one unheralded prospect and then one revisited prospect from the Orioles system. So for unheralded today, I am looking at right-handed pitcher Yaki Rivera. I may have pronounced the name wrong. I'm sorry. I've actually never heard that one spoken out loud. Rivera is a just-turned 20-year-old reliever from the Dominican Republic, like just a couple of days ago, turned 20. The Orioles acquired Rivera as a player to be named later in the trade that sent Cole Sulcer and Tanner Scott to Miami before the 2022 season, a trade that honestly left me scratching my head at uh, the time, but it ended up not looking too bad for the Orioles once Felix Bautista and Jorge Lopez emerged as the great relievers they were in the first part of the 2022 season, and as Bautista continued to be in the second part of 2022 and continues to be this year. Rivera had been a starting pitcher in the very low rookie levels of the Marlins minor league system. The Orioles, as soon as getting their hands on him, put him in the bullpen and started using him as a multi-inning reliever at a full season uh, Loe Delmarva in his age 18 season and Rivera returned to Delmarva this year. And the good news is he struck out 39 batters in 26 and two thirds innings for the Delmarva shorebirds. Bad news is elevated walk rate. He did walk 15 batters in that same time, but back to the good news, uh, batters were only hitting 173 against Rivera this season. So when they are putting the ball in play, it is not, not going for a hit very often. And that got Rivera recently promoted to high A Aberdeen. He is now the youngest player to throw a pitch there this season. And okay, early results for Aberdeen, not super great. Three games, he has walked six batters in five and a third innings. So here's another guy in the pile of hoping that the Orioles are able to straighten out a pitcher, uh, you know, an international pitcher from 
they get from another organization, like they helped Felix Bautista with his command, Yenier Cano a bit. So, you know, what we got to hope for is that that turns into another success story for the Orioles, a long way from finding out whether that will, in fact, be the case. But it is encouraging that the Orioles have some um, early positive results with some of those players. So Rivera, maybe you'll never need to know the name, but if you want a guy that you haven't really thought about, I would say the guy who's the youngest player to throw a pitch for the Aberdeen Ironbirds so far this season, not a bad, very low-level, long-term project guy to maybe start thinking about, if that's a thing you would like to do. Okay, so let's revisit, and we're now revisiting number 11 on the Camden Chat Top Orioles composite prospect list from before this season. And our number 11 guy was outfielder Dylan Beavers. And, you know, we last talked about Beavers on May the 3rd. So it's been a while. And, you know, Beavers was the second player picked by the Orioles in last year's draft. He was selected from the University of California, Berkeley. When we spoke about Beavers last, he was fresh off of a great April. Uh, He scuffled a lot at the plate in May, although he did steal 10 bases in the month of May. And he's come back from that and is really scorching hot in July. He's hit four home runs this month so far in 12 games played. So all of that adds up to Beavers having nine home runs, 18 stolen bases so far this season, and A12 OPS. He's been mostly playing right field with a little bit of center field mixed in there. He's a lefty batter, 12% walk rate. And about 50% of his hits have been extra base hits. Now, mostly that's doubles, and maybe that's he's creating doubles with speed more than he's creating doubles with power. But either way, if he's got the speed and he can make the doubles, that's pretty cool. He doesn't turn 22 until next month, so I feel like maybe it's about time for him to join fellow 2022 draftee Judd Fabian with the double-A Bowie Bay Sox. I guess we're going to find out what the Orioles decide to do with him. But again, keeping our eye on the coming trade deadline. And as with other prospects we've been talking about in this range, it's like, is is he trade bait? You know, I personally can imagine a deal that's something like uh, Connor Norby and Dylan Beavers get traded for whatever those two prospects get you. Maybe even with like a third lower level throw in guy. Um, I don't know. I I could see that happening. I I don't know what it would get. Maybe that's the price for a high-end rental starter, such as the extent that such a thing exists uh, in this year's trade deadline class. Maybe that's what you can get for a slightly lower-end guy who's also controlled through the 2024 season and can be a part of next year's Orioles rotation. I you know I I don't know. I I'm I'm going to be agonizing about this for you know, the remaining 11 days until the trade deadline arrives. I, the first one arrived and, you know, I, I was not, uh, not having any nervousness about whether or not Easton Lucas was traded. I can tell you, um, you know, Lucas was in fact rule five draft eligible in the past off season. There was really no consideration that the Orioles might want to add him because he was not pitching very well for double a buoy last year as uh, an age in his age 25 season. He had a 4.76 ERA for Bowie as a 25 year old pitcher 
reliever. So yeah, nobody wanted him. So of course the Orioles didn't put him on the 40 man and nobody took him in the rule five draft because that's not the guy that you want to take. Um, Lucas did come back and do better at Bowie this year. 1.59 ERA got promoted to Norfolk and in 10 games there, a 4.61 ERA. That's now the Oakland Athletics project to do something about. Uh, This is the age 26 season for Lucas. So again, that's not like, it's not even like when the Orioles traded Josh Hader in the Bud Norris deal and he was a lottery ticket that ended up hitting pretty good for the Brewers. You know, he was a young pitcher then. Lucas is very old for a prospect. So that one, I, I just don't think that one's going to haunt. But, um, you know, it, it feels like there must be a deal that the Orioles make that is going to haunt as far as prospects who are being given up this year. And, you know, it could happen anytime. No one would have expected on Wednesday that it was going to be um, the trade for Fujinami. So, you know, I am going to be... Uh, refreshing Twitter and some one of these times I will refresh Twitter and there will be trade news for me to immediately react to. And hopefully as the years go by, or, you know, as the rest of the months of this season go by and also the years go by, we, uh, we can hope that we are not regretting all of that too much. So that's all that I have got for today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a rating or a review and tell an Orioles fan in your life about the show. New episodes will be out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, so I will be back with you on Monday to talk about the remaining games of the Orioles series against the Rays this weekend, where, fingers crossed, hopefully, we will still be able to talk about first place Baltimore Orioles when the series is over. In between now and then, you can leave a comment for me on camdenchat.com. You can find me in the comments there with the name Eat More SK. Good Morning Birdland is a Camden Cast production on the Fans First Sports Network. Until next time, go O's.